not sitting there to entertain you, am I? Uh, uh, yeah, what the hell? This is not the same. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't like Mm-mm. it. Yeah, we saw, we got to sit down and watch a movie together. Mm-hmm. And after what seemed like an hour of commercials, we got to watch some trailers. And none of those trailers we're talking about today. Uh, well, I mean, what trailer? Yeah. I mean, what? I don't know. I thought that Ryan Gosling movie looked pretty fun. (laughs) I think it looks actually, I think it looks like a lot of fun. (laughs) Is that what it's called? The Fall Guy? Yeah. The Fall Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt, Aaron Taylor Johnson. That looks like such a good fun time. (laughs) It does. I mean, yeah, we can talk about it. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> what do you what do you it's not on the want? show notes we can't what, talk about it it's not you, on the show notes let's what go do you on. want to moving on to say about it <laughs> you know oh we are the movie men is, hello and welcome to the movie men podcast hey, i said that you've got to say b team <laughs> is that is that how you <laughs> say it something like that yeah the that makes it up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is so off the rails. Like, I don't even know. Like, I've lost all momentum. Oh, I'm like kicking my garbage can. I kicked the can. Through through Maz's game. It doesn't take much. Yeah, so we're, we're so off the rails now that I've I've uh, I've kicked the can. Um, yeah, hey. Hey. And uh, welcome. It's another episode of the Movie News, which yep. is exciting. Oh mm-hmm. um, You're Brady. Prob- probably, yeah. My name is Brady. Yeah, I'm Carl. Yeah, and uh, and Carl <laughs> completely derailed this. Yes, oh my God, man. Mission Good objective Lord. complete. <laughs> um, but what's almost more exciting than the fact that uh, this is another news episode is the fact that it means that Carl has three options. Uh, he mm-hmm. can either get the hell out. <laughs> he, he he can finally play Broforce with me, which is a video game that him and I played a little bit online not long ago. And 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 by not long ago, I mean probably two months ago, maybe more. And yep. um, and then we we're like, oh, let's do this again soon. And he's like, yeah, 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 for sure. Hasn't happened. happened. Hasn't happened. <laughs> um, or the third option is, I changed my mind. He has two options. He can, he, he can either pl- finally play Broforce with me, or he can get the hell out. Uh, well, but no, right, he is. We'll see you next week, people. Brady's got us from here. Presumably, Carl has uh, three three categories for me to pick from for some sort of worldly news thing yep, I tech do. we what did you what did you call this segment you had a name you you sort of titled it yourself and i don't remember what it was uh mm-hmm. i don't know yeah the weird world we live in sure <laughs> sure yeah we'll go with yeah. that that's that doesn't suck all right uh <laughs> what are what are my three categories all right or three options option one Mm. I robot. Ooh, I do like that movie. Option two. Make the calculations for light speed. Ooh. Option three. 
not the McDonald's you know. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Oh. See, yeah, these ones are good. If if I can like pull back the curtain a little bit for you, please. The McDonald ones is probably the least interesting of the two okay. in terms of like conversation, but it is okay. kind of interesting enough that I made it an option. So, I mean, I'm inclined. I I'm I I'm I'm very curious about the light speed one. <clears throat> But I'm also worried, like, I make the calculation for light speed. I, that doesn't, it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little vague, right? Because I don't know if I'm, if what I'm choosing is like, hey, we think soon that will be at a point where we will be able to travel at light speed or if this is just some sort of like astrophysics thing where we now have an easier way to but i mean we've already calculated light speed like we already know this what the speed of light speed Uh. (laughs) and then and then i robot is a great movie super underrated movie Mm -hmm. really like that movie who plays um will smith no, who plays the robot? Isn't it? Oh, I don't it, know. It's a well-known. Na- uh, it's a well-known name, I think. Who plays um, Sonny? It's Alan Tudyk. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I love Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he, that's two robots he's played. He's played mm-hmm. two robots, and Bruce Greenwood's in it, and he's not even playing the president. <clears throat> Weird. I wonder if the reason Alan Tudyk got the role in. Um, Rogue One was because he of his role in iRobot. Maybe. They're like, yeah, you can do the robot thing. Man. Man. iRobot is 19 years old. Really? Yeah, 2004. Good lord. How old is Independence Day then? It's got to be close to 30. Oh, the original? Yeah. Independence Day. I bet you it's 30 years old. Uh, not quite. It will very soon be 28 years old, though. 1996. Okay. That's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. That's gross. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the light speed one. <clears throat> All right. J- just because I feel like we've done a lot, like, I don't know. I, sometimes, sometimes I just don't want to know about what's happening with AI <laughs> sometimes I'm like I'm like you know what if I don't know about it if I don't think about it if I'm not aware of it then maybe it's not happening and and everything yeah. will be okay um okay so pulling back the curtain on the other two uh, McDonald's is launching a new concept restaurant uh, in Bollingbrook, Bollingerbrook, Illinois. Oh, yes. And yep. It's Been called many times. Cosmic. C O S M C, comma S. Cosmic. Okay. Uh, and it, the only reason people know about this is because it, the store is pretty much built, the restaurant's built, and some dude 
uh, I don't know who he is. I'm not digging into who he is. I don't care. On his Twitter, posted pictures of mm-hmm. a menu that was po- po- put up. Oh, they so it's up. like not the same food. Not, no, no. Um, but yeah, so this guy posted, and the only reason the menu items are up because there's a team of actors at this restaurant um, uh, shooting commercial. Oh, what do we got here? We got a... Um, so it's got some weird stuff. But we're not talking about queso. that, so we're not going to dive whoa, into it. Look on. at it on your own time. Egg McMuffin still. So I, there's still some. I robot. We're not talking about that. You didn't pick that. That's yeah, not but how but this works. Yeah, but... No. Yeah, but... You didn't pick yeah, that. But, Look at yeah, it on but, your own time. Yeah, and but, everyone else can suffer as well and blame you and look at it on their own time too. Are those tater uh, I robot no, Tesla. Tesla, our our uh, our good friend Elon Musk and show, owner sponsor of Tesla. Of the show. Yeah. Uh he uh him and his com- company um are developing a robot that is eerily similar to the iRobot robot in my opinion that is has like actual hand looking hands and is super and the hands are super dexterous uh and on his x twitter on an x twitter post about it they're kind of showing off Oh. what it is in, in this article. But it's like, about it. yeah. It's so like, it's, it's very it, agile looking and it's very dexterous and <laughs> it is, but it's, creepy. it's, but, but like the concept, so they've got like, I'm looking at like the, the prototype that they had like on stage or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. very, um, like there's no shell on it. There's no casing so that they can like show off the inner workings but then there's like some the article i'm looking at it shows it with a head and coverings and stuff a bit yeah so so i'll 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 show you i'll send you um but yeah and then there's like concept images and stuff where it but we're not talking about that either completely shut shut (laughs) up and then it's like completely (laughs) sleek looking like has has the same dimensions and sort of like fullness of a human being when it has yeah. all those no, coverings. Very out. much like the iRobot robots. Yeah. I thought. Oh, yeah. gross. Anyway, but you gross. chose uh, uh, calculations for light speed. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, I've regretted I'm send you twice a link now. So we can go through this article together. Twice now I've regretted choosing light speed. <clears throat> um, so this, this article is uh, interesting. It's just kind of like an article diving into eight alternative f- uh space flight concepts that could take us to the stars. So these are like uh, space flight things that are actually being researched and have some, some uh, real um, grounding in science and practicality of ways we could potentially be traveling through the stars. Well, they've got your number ones, your light yeah. sail. Thing so again. number one, the first one we've actually done before on this segment, the light yeah. sail, where laser beams from Earth sh- get shot at a sail and push the vehicle through space. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, the second, op- we're, so we're just going to buzz through these options because they're, mm. they're, it's a pretty brief for each one. So it'll be quick to go through them but uh, the next one is nuclear fusion propulsion so we use nuclear fusion here in ontario for our electricity at the bruce nuclear power plant um but the same kind of 
power could be utilized in a spaceship. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know Which, how they cool that because nuclear, like well, a nuclear space, power dude. plant, they, they split the atom and then that creates a lot of heat which yeah. boils water which that yeah. water then generates it's essentially like a turbine steam turbine yeah. creates heat and so it, it's yeah so i don't know how they would do that in space because there's no way how would, how do they cycle the water yeah i don't know i would i work. would imagine i'm not and, a nuclear physicist yeah <laughs> no i would imagine and 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 i am but i haven't looked much into this um i I would imagine that obviously there's some sort of like pumping system or whatever that's that's circulating the water through, and then much yeah. like much like a heat sink on like you know a hard drive or a gaming console or whatever, where it just kind of like takes the heat and disperses and exposes it. it to the air and 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 disperses mm. it. I would imagine this thing has heat sinks that are exposed to the frigid Killian and instant temperatures of outer space. Right. But you, in, nu- in, in nuclear energy, you need that heat. You, you, you harness the heat. You don't disperse it. No, I know. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, but again, I, I any cool, I would imagine that any cooling solutions that they may need to come up with are pretty like, I I would imagine you know step number one is okay. How do we utilize the fact that we're in outer space and that's freezing? Yeah, right. Anyway, but, yeah. nuclear fusion propulsion is something okay. that NASA has looked at a number of times and had other organizations look at for them. So that's a p- possibility for space travel. Mm. The nu- the next one sounds to the ridiculous. Nuclear pulse propulsion. Now, have you read it? Don't read it. I haven't. What does you, what do you think this is? Because uh, it's obviously well, not what we just talked about. Because no, the word pulse m- makes me th- like the word pulse feels very sci-fi, right? I hear pulse and I think like you know yeah. Star Wars video game esque type things. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine. Like so far, like the laser sail thing seems pretty sci-fi futuristic. The nuclear fusion one, not so much, right? Like it seems like certainly it's an advancement, but it's not like it's not like this like futuristic type thing. Or I'm guessing this one is much more futuristic. Right. Okay. So it's not that much more futuristic. And this section of the article calls this some serious out-of-the-box thinking, which, yes, I think so. Um, I'll just read this. Um, So, the method would require the development of a spacecraft capable of throwing several nuclear bombs out into space periodically. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> the spacecraft would be fitted with radiation shielding and a shock absorber. <laughs> and the nuclear bombs would have to explode at just the right distance to give the craft propulsion <laughs> required so you to know, reach interstellar space. You know exactly how someone came up with this, right? Someone was <laughs> sitting in the park with their grandchild, throwing breadcrumbs or whatever to the ducks and, and whatever. And, and and there was a pond in front of them, and the pond was particularly <clears throat> clear. 
and you could see the fish. Maybe there's koi, maybe there's whatever, but there's fish swimming around. And okay. ever so slightly, this guy, this nuclear physicist, is you know, he's strapped. Every everyone's trying to submit their new ideas for like, how are we going to do this? What are we going to, you know? And this guy's right. been able to come up with nothing until he notices one of the koi swimming around in this pond farts. <laughs> And and just ever so slightly, that fart gave the fish a little boost, like just <laughs> propelled it just a little bit. And all of a sudden, that guy was like, oh, "Wait, that's a second. an interesting theory." And he, and he ran home, and he start he forgot his grandchild at the park, ran home, started drawing up the plans for this. This is nuts. I, like this is totally I, I like your theory. Thinking. I would like to propose the theory of how this came about was because a nuclear physicist one day was playing Halo online uh -huh. and he saw somebody do a rocket jump and he went <gasps> Yeah, that could work. That could work. For those unfamiliar with a rocket jump in video games, uh it's when you get like a rocket launcher with your character and you jump in the air and you aim straight down and you shoot the rocket right at your feet as you're jumping and the explosion propels you twice as high as you normally would. So it get, helps you get the space. And it only can. works in bullshit games like Halo. Yeah, um, it's a, <laughs> so yeah. I, I feel like that's where it came from. <laughs> Jeez. But it's yeah. absolutely it like that is out of the box thinking. Yeah. Let's that, explode that, things behind us. That or the refrigerator scene from Crystal Skull. Those are the two. <laughs> oh, right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Jeez, oh, all right, insane. All right, what else? So we got? next, next number four uh, is the EM drive. Okay, um, the M drive. So <laughs> the EM drive was first proposed by a British scientist. Um, he hypothesized that an engine could exponentially generate thrust without fuel if microwaves were beamed into a conical chamber. In theory, the microwaves would bounce off the chamber walls, creating enough propulsion to power the space, spacecraft without fuel. So we make it to Mars, and your Hot Pockets are nice and toasty for you. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I mean, um, all of these so far, maybe without the, maybe with the exception of the laser sail, was they seem very like, hey, everyone, um, we would just like to update the world. Our astronauts did, in fact, successfully make it to Saturn. Um, they all have cancer, but <laughs> but the images that they're sending back to us are really, really quite something. They're amazing. Really, yeah, they're spectacular. <laughs> They've got three so, ears, but <laughs> yeah, man, these yeah. pictures. <laughs> yeah, they won't be coming back. They're, um, yeah. they're, yeah. The last paragraph for this this item for the EM drive does say that this this uh, the scientists claim to have generated thrust using the pro prototype, but the amount seemed almost negligible <laughs> and could have been actually generated from some external force. <laughs> right. So yeah. could have been. This uh, isn't you know. likely to be the thing that takes us to mars or and beyond yeah it was like look do you see that it moved a little and the other guy's like yeah the wind is blowing jackass shut the window <laughs> all right uh the next one uh they call dynamic soaring right okay um so this one uh it 
the there was a paper published uh, and it claimed it's feasible for a vehicle to achieve velocities approaching two percent of a light speed or of the speed of light after after a year and a half. So it okay. took it a year. It would take a year and a half to get to two percent using this form, but it could do it. <laughs> uh huh. Um. Yeah, and so this this form dynamic soaring. Um, it that this article doesn't dive super deep. Like there's only like a couple short paragraphs for each of these. Uh, scientists led by McGill University uh, last year announced a fast form of space travel that mimics the dynamic in quotations maneuvers employed by seabirds. So good uh, the, news, the Tim. The method would use the solar wind to emanating from sun the sun to gain momentum. So this this is more of a solar sailor than the first one in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but I mean this one is also like, all right, Tim. Uh so once your spacecraft is up to speed, it should only take you about ten minutes to get to Mars. Yeah. But, but there's a catch. This <laughs> it's gonna this take also a, a year and a like half to get up to speed dynamic this dynamic soaring it's also like like in my mind it feels like like in my as my imagination takes it and twists it and makes it something amazing it feels like uh like actual sailing in space like yeah but i mean except for the fact that this is completely impractical right the whole year and a half thing <clears throat> okay. makes this completely impractical. Not really. When you think about space travel and what it would take to get to, say, Venus mm-hmm. with today's technology, it would take you decades to travel to Venus with what we currently have. Right. So to get to 2% of light speed, which is really freaking fast, that could cut down your travel time to Venus. How long would it take to travel to Venus? Uh, if we were able to take a trip to Venus, it would take us roughly four months to travel from Earth to Venus. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Another yeah. solar system. Then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow, like, we can get to Venus in four months? Like That doesn't all, seem all, right. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that this thing's not making the quarter mile faster than then right. like no, this this would be more like got. law like l- distant space travel like if it takes a year or so to get to the edge of our solar system then yeah this is probably impractical although i mean um because it looks it like get venus to is- 0.5 it gets to 0.5 percent of light speed after a month v- from what i'm reading venus so, is actually closer to us than the sun is is it yeah, likewise, oh, cool. blah, blah, blah. Because it takes something like what? It's like eight minutes or something for light from the sun to reach us. Yeah. Well, anyway. this is saying it takes three and a half minutes for light from Venus to reach us. Right. <clears throat> well, th- yeah. So this thing goes at the speed, can go 2% speed of light after a year, 0.5% the speed of light after a month. This thing can just potentially exponentially go faster and faster. Right. Right. So yeah. And that's long cool. distance, like really, really outside of our galaxy travel. This would be 
ideal, I think. Yeah. No, that that's being cool. said, that being said, physics is still a thing and slowing down would still be a challenge because you can't just stop on a dime. No, or else everybody would bitch. fly forward and splatter into goo. And also it seems like, you know, and again, maybe like I don't fully understand the science behind it, but it also seems like even making micro trajectory adjustments would be pretty inefficient, right? Would oh, yeah. Be, and you'd probably have the same problem down. about like if you if you adjust too quickly, then everybody flies into the wall if you're going 2% the speed of light. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else we got? We got to keep All going. Right, we here. got six. The, the Bussard Ramjet. <laughs> okay. I don't know why it's called the Bussard Ramjet. Oh, it's because it's named after a Yeah, probably some guy Robert named Bussard. Bussard. And yeah. Ramjet probably because, I don't know, he's compensating for something. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> So um, it's it's a unlike other nuclear. Uh, this is kind of a nuclear rocket concept, uh, but it uses hydrogen from the surrounding space using a large electromagnetic field scoop, and it would ionize the hydrogen and turn it into fuel. Right. So it's kind of like <clears throat> the picture we're looking at is kind of like it's got a big funnel on it at the front. Which friction isn't a thing in space, so I mean, sure, why not? Right. Yeah. That's and that that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. It's not so a very either way, it ship. seems like so Some far of these with are really cool these ships. Ones. This one's probably the least pretty, I would think, out of one of these isn't even a ship. The the EM field is just like a picture of what the device would look like, I guess. That's in the ship, but yeah, the rest are ships, but th this ship is not pretty. I don't like no, it. No, no. And so anyway, far, let's move on. on all this these, one's kinda, cool. I like this seems like, one. Kind of seems like nuclear is the... Uh, so Yeah, the nuclear explosions behind you seems like the most efficient for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, just in general, like the majority of oh, these yeah. are using some for sort what of we nuclear. Have now. Until, yeah. we, until we figure out how to make fi um, fusion work then fission nuclear fission is is the best way to create energy on that we have um so yeah so the next one is called a generational ship um so this one unlike the other ones we're talking about would would be considered to be a a a slower ship it does not using as crazy propulsion as some of the uh, like exploding nuclear bombs behind you. Right. Um, so it would be like a slower, more methodical space travel. Uh, but that would be the intent you, you pack, it'd be a big spaceship. You pack a hundred or so people on there and the people who leave earth aren't going to be the people that land on the planet. That's been targeted. It's going to be their great grandkids or something like that. Mm-hmm. So generational ship. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I the, okay. Well, I like the yeah. picture of this one. It's kind of a big ring. I'm not signing up for that. But <laughs> I think you know I wouldn't either. But there are some people out there that just have a real drive for exploration, and I think that they would just be all over this. <laughs> uh, all right. And then the last one, number eight warp drives 
What? Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, I'm going to read the paragraphs, some of the paragraph here. Believe it or not, NASA has toyed with the idea of creating a real warp drive similar to the ones popularized in Star Trek. Yeah. Um, so they've, they've, they've been trying to figure it out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, reading this article, it doesn't like they've made a lot of headway, but they've, they've, they're, they are kind of cracking some interesting things. Um, there's See, a isn't this, wasn't, um, the mass effect cores in mass effect. I think it used it. It was a similar thing, right? Where it was like. It was it was warping. Uh, no, the, those were sl- more like slingshots, right? But but using <clears throat> what? Using what? Like there was still. Anyways, doesn't matter. It was well. I so I I read a book. I read the the the, the when the first game came out. Uh, my favorite Arthur, Arthur uh, author, Drew Carpishan, who was one of the lead writer on that game. He also wrote a book, which was a kind of a a prequel to the first game. And he goes in pretty de- depth about how they work, which you could also do in the game. If you read the, the logs, but essentially it's like a slingshot, like, like, like a slingshot or like two people playing catch, right? right. The mass effect drive, you, you, you fly up to the mass effect drive and it kind of catches you and it, it throws you across the galaxy towards another mass effect drive that catches you well yeah those were the mass effect relays but what i mean yeah. like the ftl drive cores and what i'm oh, reading here is exposing element zero to electric currents creating mass effect fields it reduces the mass of an object such as a starship to the okay so a little bit different um but yeah okay <clears throat> cool i mean i listen i before we move on real quick here i i this warp drive thing like even though we have not made a lot of progress with it. It has always seemed because there's some freaky stuff, right? Like when you get into relativity and some of the stuff that was explained and explored in interstellar, which, you know, interstellar is a science fiction movie, but there's actually a lot less (laughs) fiction in some of the things that you think might be fiction. Um, like particularly like the way that time works in and around black holes and stuff like that. Um, and so I've always thought that like ultimately <clears throat> down the line that this is, this is going to be the be all and end all is, is something similar to the warp drive, right? Mm-hmm. That that is what, you know, yeah, we're, we're a ways away from achieving it. But ultimately, I think that that is what is going to, you know, someday be the thing that we figure out and and is far more effective and efficient than any of these other like nuclear and or fuel centric yeah. options. But and, and it's yeah, like the the Star Trek warp drive stuff. I've, I've seen it explained a couple different ways, like theories of how it works. And I always found the most interesting one though. It was like, it kind of the, it's something like the spaceship gets folded kind of, if you take like a piece of paper and you've got, uh, and you have 
the spaceship on one side of the paper and uh, your destination on the other. And we would think of space travel kind of as a linear line like we do on the on Earth here, right? <clears throat> Where yep. the warp drives in in Star Trek bend the paper so that those two points connect. And it's like instantaneous travel. Yeah. 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 Which is um very similar to string theory, I think, if not almost exactly the same. Oh, um, yeah, that yeah, very, I learned about similar. string string theory in my high school classes. I know exactly what you're talking about with string theory. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about news. Moving, moving news. on, moving Things on. Things we to the understand. Show. Yeah. All right. So jumping right in, uh, <clears throat> jumping right in. We've talked a little bit, um, a little bit back about the Percy Jackson show that's yes. coming. The the first teaser trailer. The, yeah, the teaser trailer. And, and, and we looked at it. And I was like, <clears throat> yeah, you know, cool. Um, but also there was a little bit of confusion, I think, between both of us. where We were just like, but who who's really asking for this, right? Like, it just seemed like another one of those, like, well, you know, we just, you know, there was a push for more content, more content, more content on Disney Plus. And so, you know, we looked into our our catalog of IPs and, and what, what do we have that we could do something with, that we could do maybe relatively low budget and just dump, you know, we don't have yeah. a lot of faith in it. We're just going to dump it on Disney Plus, and there you go. You know, Merry Christmas, right? Very similar to whatever that Home Sweet Home Alone or whatever it was called thing. Just a lot of this crap that they seem to take and make real cheap and dump on Disney Plus. And that was it. That uh, you know, it, the trailer looked fine to me. But again, the big question was, well, but who cares? Well, apparently a lot of people. <laughs> apparently, I was way Apparently, we're not off. one of them. <laughs> yeah, apparently I missed the mark entirely here um, and, and may still be missing the mark. I don't know. Look, they've dropped the full trailer now. And I've watched it. And again, I, I think it looks good. I do. I think it looks great. You know, I've got no complaints. Um, if I were super into Percy Jackson, uh, this would—I think this trailer would excite me quite a bit. I'm not super into Percy Jackson, but this trailer has still got me looking at it, going, "Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll check this out." Right? Like you've—you've you've piqued my interest enough. It looks good. It looks like you know. It looks like you, yeah. you did a good job with this. Well, within ten days. Within 10 days of this trailer going online, it has been reported that it has accumulated 126.5 million impressions. So people seeing it, right? Like not necessarily watching it, but it popping up in their news feeds or their timelines or, or whatever as a result of other people watching it and boosting its popularity and sharing it and, you know, whatever. But 84.3 million views across, you know, all the different platforms. 
and 1.8 million engagements, which would be, again, people sharing it, right? Sharing it, commenting, you know, whatever, actually engaging as opposed to just consuming. So 84 million views this trailer has been viewed in 10 days. So that starts to beg the question, what is going on here? Apparently, everyone is really, and I mean just about everyone, is really excited for Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I mean, again, like I said, it's not, I'm not counting down the days, right? I'm not a Percy Jackson person. But but I think I'll probably check it out, right? I I mean, this new trailer looked great. Um, and then obviously all the excitement and the buzz that this seems to be generating has got me curious. I don't know. Carl, you hear, I mean, you've watched the trailer. First of all, what do you think of the trailer? And second of all, you hear <laughs> 84.3 million views. Is there... Is there something super obvious that I'm missing here? Uh, Or or is Percy Jackson just a much bigger deal still within fandom than than we had maybe realized? Well, I mean, it's an award-winning book series, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's got a fan base. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I guess... We shouldn't be too surprised. <laughs> Somebody read the books. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, for me, this trailer did what a trailer should do, what we've talked about what trailers should do. I, I feel more excited now after watching this one than I did after watching the first one. Like, the first one piqued my interest. This one's got me kind of, okay, I'm on I'm on board. Let's, let's I want to watch this now. Let's do this thing. Yeah. That being said, I think my stance is pretty much this, in the same place it was after the first one. I would not consider myself a fan of the series. I enjoyed the films, even though apparently they were a sacrilege to the fans who of the books. Like my niece hates the films right. the same way I hate the disney star wars trilogy <laughs> like she she just they to her they don't exist <laughs> had, had to find a way to bring that in huh i did yeah <laughs> which which is fair you know like she's she loves this franchise and she felt that the the films did not do it justice and it so therefore it doesn't get her love and respect i have no problem with that Go for it, girl. Um, that being said, I, I would be interested to see what she thinks of this. And like reading some of the comments, some of the comments are like talking about like yeah, the, uh, the one of the, the top comment I've uh, on my feed here when I look at the trailer says when you can piece together every part of the trailer to a specific part in the book, that's when you know they did the research, right? So. Yeah, maybe this uh, <clears throat> learned from the mistakes of the film, uh, but only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I like. I, I, I'm. I am shocked. Well, I'm definitely shocked. Um, 
that that it has so many views. But I, again, it's exciting, right? Yeah. I think that's exciting. <laughs> it's it it shows obviously that, um, like you said, that someone's done their homework and and has found a way to. I don't know, to really capture, I guess, what it is that the fans were looking for. So I'm definitely going to check it out now. Um, and I'm not sure, not entirely sure I would have before. So that's uh, that's a win. Yeah. Moving on. Um, you know, there is or has been for a very, very long time sort of an unwritten rule, a law, in Hollywood, movies, television, what have you. And that is, and I mean, there's a couple, right? Number one is that adding talent is never bad. It's never a bad thing. Number two is you should never be surprised when the Movie theater floor is sticky. You should and never be surprised when Aaron Mater walks around the theater after a show looking for popcorn. Looking for popcorn. I that I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know post COVID if that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's still a thing, but it certainly was. Certainly was at one point. I uh, always and, got a kick out of that when I went to the theater with them. What? And number three is that video game adaptations suck. Right, that would, for the longest time, that was the rule. Video game adaptations. Definitely, I would say, like in the '90s, that would definitely be true. Yeah, yeah. Well, even I would into say the 2000s, the 2000s got a little bit better, and but I would say now that we're in the 2020,000s, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> the 20s, um, the yeah, 2020s, the 20s, the, yeah, the, they that. Like with kind of the kind of golden age of comic book films, I think we're kind of thick that video games have taken kind of a similar trend. Well, uh, what have we had motion. as far as I mean, movies based on video games? This is not the not even remotely an accurate. What the hell is this? Films based on video games. Here we go. So we've got the 1993 Super Mario Brothers. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Uh, something called Double Dragon. I haven't seen. Don't know. Uh, Street Fighter. Not very good. <laughs> Apparently, Van Damme was like coked out of his mind for that entire shoot. <laughs> yeah. Not very good. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Two two Mortal Kombat films. Which, I, they're, not, they're not great, but they follow kind of the story and lore pretty closely which in my eyes redeems it and the fight scenes were fun but overall as a film it, it did fall short i think absolutely fell short um wing commander i don't, um, don't know uh resident evil i mean <laughs> the resident evil films are very popular and very popular they, like they're still going there's a new tv show yeah yeah there, I would say in an age when video game films sucked, this one hit the mark. Pre pretty low on Rotten Tomatoes, though. <clears throat> yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes always doesn't always know what it wants. No, this is the audience score, I mean. Oh, wow. No, I, I, no, I, it's, it's a cult classic, the early Listen, ones. 
I like the Tomb Raider, at least the first one, the a Angelina lot. Jolie Tomb Raider yeah. film. I know the a lot of people one, yeah. don't. Uh, Cradle of Life was no good. Uh, House of the Dead, is it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Alone in the Dark, right? We've got a couple horror things here. Silent Hills, horror, Resident Evil. Uh, the 2007 Hitman film was not good. It wasn't good. It just wasn't. No, the second one was better. Uh, the Far Cry movie, not good. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I never saw it. Not good. The Max Payne movie, not good. Right? Uh, I didn't mind the Max Payne movie. I thought the 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 um, screenplay writing for it wasn't great, but the action was there. But yeah, overall, it was a loss. I, it's kind of it's kind of like hits the same marks as the. Um, for me, it hit the same marks for that. Uh, um, Mortal Kombat did right yeah for sure yeah but I don't know yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was good uh, Tekken Street there was another Street Fighter film it, it was not good Tekken yeah. Prince yeah. of Persia yeah, mm, not good yeah not More a good Resident movie Evil. Need for Speed uh, they did some neat things with the Need for Speed movie but it wasn't good they did Aaron another Paul hit, was good in it. They d- did another Hitman movie. That this that one was, was good. A little better. It was a little I, better. I thought this, this one was miles better than the last one. Uh, Warcraft, massive okay. disappointment. Oh my god! Yeah, the they're Warcraft making a sequel bad. though. I know, <laughs> aren't they? I know. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Holy crap, that was bad. <laughs> right, like it <laughs> that just <one's> bad. <laughs> it just kind of you know. And then we kind of got into this era of like. Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, Tomb Raider first here. Yeah, they did the new Tomb Raider and the two. That was, was pretty that good. Was fun. Um, kind of, it kind of rebooted with the video game reboots. Right. Okay. Um, Rampage. I didn't even see Rampage. <laughs> no, I didn't see. This Rampage. is like this is like when the Rock just starts throwing out everything. Yeah. Then watching. they they did another Mortal Kombat movie that really wasn't you know what is this uh, dead trigger i don't know uh uncharted <laughs> uncharted was was uh, divisive it was a divisive film some people really liked it are you looking at a chronological list i'm skipping through the ones that like you know i'm not gonna you, keep, you i'm, just, not, I'm you not gonna just talk glossed about over detective pikachu man that film yeah, was amazing yeah but at that as point somebody who grew no, up playing okay, the on, original pokemon hang on like I, when phone. I was a kid, the game, like, black and white Game Boy was still a thing. Right. And the original but Pokemons came out. I so, don't like, growing count. up playing the first three generations of Pokemon before it got ridiculous, like, this film was freaking awesome. But I don't count defect, uh, Detective Pikachu because Why? because that is the one title on this list it's the one ip on this list that has in every way 110 <clears> percent <throat> transcended the status of simply being a video game franchise right How Poca- so? po- <laughs> what do you mean are you have you been living under a rock for the last 20 years pokemon is now whether it's the trading cards or it's the fact that you can go buy pikachu like ice pop ice cream treats 
or you can buy like you can't turn around without seeing a t-shirt or a costume or a stuffed animal or a it it it's it's become in the same way that the Toronto Maple Leafs are almost not a sports team anymore they're a franchise <laughs> that happens to have a sports team right Harley Davidson <laughs> makes motorcycles but they're a they're a merchandise company is what they are um Pokemon have there are I would argue at least 50% of the population who don't realize that it started as a video that Pokemon started as a video because it was a TV show right and it was a this and it was a that and I would say that like mm. it, it it it's just already became its mm. own like multimedia conglomerate mm. Anyways. Okay, I can, uh, I can, um, I can see that point. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't completely discount it, but I still think it counts as a video game thing. But I, I see your point, and I think it's va- very valid. Yeah, obviously we had the Super Mario Bros. movie, which was very popular, did very well. And there's a lot of things in it that they've done really well. There's a lot of cute little nods and member berries and stuff like that. Um, but it's not an amazing movie. Like it really just, there's like, there's, there's no climax fun. to the film. They defeat the, without yeah. really any kind of it, a fight. Anyways, it was, doesn't matter. It was a lot of fun though. And then five nights at Freddy's was sort of the most recent one. I haven't seen it yet, but I also haven't right. played five nights at Freddy's. So I'm not, you know, with, with up with the, <clears throat> up with the sickness or down with the sickness. What about, so you, two big ones here I, that I didn't hear you say, say, uh, that I think kind of are real are, are good. They're good films. Uh, was Mortal Kombat and Uncharted? I said both of those. I said Did you? there was an, I, yeah. I said that that Uncharted was super divisive, right? Like it, it, okay. a, a lot of people liked it, but a lot of people didn't. Right? A lot of people thought, and it is in a lot of ways quite a departure from the game. Um, and so a lot mm-hmm. of people had an issue with that. Um, I liked, I thought it was pretty good. Um, and then the Mortal Kombat, which I said was, was better, better than the first two that they did or however many there were yeah. before. Okay. Right. So anyways, all that kind of comes up to where we are now with a new TV show that's coming from Amazon in the form of Fallout. Now, I have never gotten deep into the Fallout games um, only because of gameplay. It's the gameplay is not for me, right? I've, I've played several hours of a couple of them, Fallout 3, 4, and maybe New Vegas. I don't think I've played 76 at all. Um, I just, there's, there's certain things about the gameplay that I just, mm. you know, or get on my nerves and I don't like. Yeah. I Has, I really enjoyed like like I thought they were good. I I don't play them a, I've played 3 and I've played 4, but I never finished 4 and I didn't put near as many hours into it as I did 3. Right. Because for yeah, for me it was kind of the color palette was just kind of like so bland and dull and unexpected. Well, it's supposed to be, right? Which isn't necessarily the game's 
default. Like that's the right. setting. That's how it's gonna gotta look. Uh, it's more just my personal taste, I guess. But then my other big beef with the game is the VAT system, which I like the VAT system. What I don't like about the VAT system is how people's heads explode and limbs get blown off. And it just, the gratuity of it just gets to me after a while and I have to stop playing it. <laughs> so all that being but said, anyway, it does make a pretty sensible setting for either a movie or a TV show, right? Oh, because yeah. it, it, it is, it's a smart move in the sense that a post-apocalyptic world is already a movie and TV setting, right? That's a, that's a setting that we see in movies and TV, yeah, right? So frequently it, it's, these it's, days it's, too. Yeah, so it's already, it's, it's not like they're trying some big, wild, crazy thing. They're already treading ground that that is is well-established. And then all they have to do is go in and add the pieces of identity that they need to in order to clearly make it fall out, right? Yeah. And not just a generic post-apocalyptic thing. So a couple days ago, we got... Um, we got a bunch of pictures that dropped and the pictures looks great. Like really, really, truly like, especially yeah. the, I don't know what the, the guy in all the armor, I don't know what, there's probably a name. Just power armor. Yeah. yeah. It, it looked great. Right. And the blue and yellow jumpsuits and, and everything like it looks and feels like what I know of fallout. Then we got a trailer and the trailer makes it pretty clear that this is from the same studio that brought you the boys. So you know right off the bat that Fallout is not going to be a sit down with the family <laughs> and <laughs> no. watch kind of thing because the boys are is certainly not that. Well, yeah, and I, after like the last three or four games, like that, like I was saying, that level of gratuity is in the games. It's going to be right. in the yeah. So if that's what the, exactly. they're pulling from then. And it is a, not at first, but then definitely about halfway on and for the rest of the trailer, it's a gratuitous trailer, right? It is, it's violent, it's a little gory. Blood. There's yeah. blood, there's, you know, whatever else. So again, I, I've never been big into Fallout. This show looks awesome. Yeah. The this other show cool thing looks about so the f good. Yeah. The, the cool thing about the Fallout franchise, and you touched on this, is all the games are kind of like set in different regions of the United States, different pro uh, not provinces, <laughs> different states. So while there even while there may be some uh, larger storyline overlap from one game to another, they really don't affect each other. That right. being said, this game is essentially doing the same thing. They're it looks like they're taking it's going to take place on some coastal state that we've not played in a game and they can pretty much tell whatever the hell story they want. Sure. And all they have to do is make sure that the factions within the the game hold kind of close to the factions in the game, because again, the factions in the game, because they're so separate and 
uh, telecommunications isn't a thing in Fallout. So even the factions themselves differ slightly in ter- right. terms of ideology. They'll have kind of a overarching I- ideology because they can still communicate, just snail mailish, right? Uh, but there is some some different variations in the ideologies. So yeah, like they can, they've there's got a lot of creative liberty. Well, they have so much creative liberty because Fallout has established itself like as a game series. And this works way, way in the benefit of the show creators here. That Fallout has established itself as a series where you don't need to stay true to any sort of story. Because each game you play is a standalone game. Yeah, there may be the odd, weird little reference if you look hard enough for those who have played them. Like, do you know what I mean? They may reference yeah. each other a little tiny bit, but it's it's never a continuation. It's never, it's never, never the same in, character. In the games, it's a never in your face. It's something you, if you want to find that, you have to hunt it out too. It's sure. usually never yeah. part of the main story or there, something. There's no stories. main character of Fallout. And right. so well, they you don't. You are the main character. Yeah, you are. <laughs> And, yeah. and so, and there's no voice actor and there's no, so you don't have to, you're not beholden to any sort of like, you know, oh, well, that's who are they casting as so-and-so? It, it, it yeah. doesn't work that way. But, and so yeah. they are set up in a prime position. Yeah. And I think this, I think this yeah. looks sick. All they have to do is get the world building right. If they, if yeah. they don't mess up the world building and the important world building things that the games have and lore of, and stuff have all set up from the games then then they'll they'll nail it right and it looks like they have right they've got the vaults that which is really important people locked themselves away from nuclear fallout and somebody's breaking out of the vault to explore the above and the above is scary and gross and there's militaristic factions and wanderers of the wastes and yeah it, yeah. it, it looks like it is hitting all those important notes and the, yeah the yeah. brother the brotherhood of steel the, the power armors and stuff oh they look perfect <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, so i look, even though i'm not I'm a huge stoked. fan of this this looks great I'm, I'm on the same page as you yeah i'm so stoked and what is the hang on a tick fall out show When's this thing coming? April. It's coming in April. Mm. Hmm. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. But with it being a relatively slow uh, slow year coming up for Star Wars shows and, and Disney Plus, um, or not Disney Plus, that is Star Marvel. Wars, uh, Marvel shows, I don't know. We'll see. You may hear branch more. out beyond you, the two. You you may hear more from us about uh, about this this Fallout show before uh, you know before too long. So okay, mm-hmm. moving on. Uh, you know, there's a bit of a mess going on in this world, and it's called Marvel, <laughs> and it's a bit, <laughs> and it's such a sad. Like it's still. I never thought we would be talking about Marvel the way that we talk about Star Wars. I never thought we'd be talking about Star Wars the way that we talk about Star Wars. But I, even when we did start talking about Star Wars this way, I didn't think that we would ever be talking about Marvel like this. 
right? Oh, Mar- yeah. Marvel just seemed like the, you know, yeah, occasionally Marvel like scrapes its knee a little bit, but yeah. but yeah. The, Overall, for the most the part, Infinity Saga was like amazing yeah. and something to behold. Yeah, for the most part, Marvel could do no wrong. Yeah, and and things just kind of got messy, um, and you know, and a big part of that, like we know, we know that a big part of that came from when Bob Chapek was the head of Disney, right? Because Bob Chapek did a couple of things. One was he said, all right, our main focus is Disney Plus, and we need to just start pumping out all the content for Disney Plus. We need to pour everything into Disney Plus. The second thing he did was he took all of his banker buddy pals and created all these new levels of management above Kevin Feige, taking away a lot of Kevin Feige's control. Kevin Feige lost some of his ability to decide which projects they were going to make and lost the ability to decide where those projects were going to end up, whether it was a theatrical release or it was going to be a TV show that ended up on Disney+. Plus, right? And, and I guarantee you, Shows like She-Hulk, shows like Moon Knight, those are the product of pushing for more Disney Plus content. I don't think I don't think you would have gotten a Moon Knight had Kevin Feige had all the control and and whatever that he used to have. Right, like he just it just seemed there, there's so many projects have seen projects have seen seemed like just kind of tacked on, thrown yeah. together, stick them in there, get it done. Post Endgame, the MCU and it's the way the way it's kind of being built seems vastly different than when oh, yeah. what Feige had done yeah. with Infinity Saga. And so one yeah. of those big things has been, well, what is going on with Kang, right? We've talked about this a bunch. Is Kang on his way out? Are they, you know, like it, Jonathan Majors is now officially, his his trial has started, right? So the, the question is still looming and, and maybe looming now more than ever. Like, is Jonathan Majors going to be a free man by the time we're supposed to get Kang Dynasty? Right. And and then we heard some things that like even outside of of the whole Jonathan Majors drama that Marvel may just be looking to move away from Kang as their storyline regardless, because it just hasn't landed because it hasn't worked the way that they had kind of hoped it was going to. Well, we also know that Avengers five, which is still technically titled Kang Dynasty, we haven't heard anything otherwise. Right, we do. Uh, my guess is we're gonna get Secret Wars Part One and Two. Uh, my guess is that is what it will end up being. Um, but right now, it's still Avengers Five is still King Dynasty, uh, and it recently lost its writer, it lost its director, it lost you know like a bunch of people left, and and some of the things that we had sort of heard or or were were removed, and some of the things that we had heard from those insiders who wrote the the Marvel Legacy, whatever it's called, book, was that a big part of this push, a big part of these changes, 
is because those people were very heavily tied into, especially the writer, was very heavily connected and tied into and invested in the Kang story and that there seems like they might be moving away from that. Well, anyways, Avengers 5 now has a new writer. And it is Michael Waldron. Now, who the hell is Michael Waldron? Michael Waldron is the guy that created the show Loki. Not only did he create the show Loki, he was the writer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So he's become a little bit of a... Like, he's 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 one of the Marvel guys now, right? He's, he's a golden boy. Yeah, he's a golden boy, right? He's, he's, he's one of the Marvel guys. Right, he's 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 in the Rolodex, not just as a like. Oh, you remember that we worked that one time with that one guy? No, he's 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 one of the guys. He's pro- he's got a company jacket. He's he's in, he's on the the on Kevin Feige's phone as favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so so there you have it. Michael Waldron, the creator of Loki and the writer of Multiverse of Madness is um is now the writer for Avengers 5 and I have some concerns. Not a lot. I'm not like, oh, I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you oh this is a bad idea. Because I don't know. Um what I will say is, you know, he didn't write Loki. He created it, right? Um, so, I mean, he'll certainly get a writing credit, but I, I, he wasn't penning the scripts for Loki. And the script that he did pen for Marvel, Multiverse of Madness, I like... A lot of people do not. That it, it, it's one of the divisive films, right? There are some yeah. films that that have come out, or some projects that have come out from Marvel that I would say are more universally considered to suck. Um, Multiverse of Madness is kind of one of those divisive ones, and so you know, yes, he's a favorite. Yes, he's a golden boy. But I don't know that you... We're talking about the next Avengers film. In many ways, Marvel's last friggin' hope at this point. (laughs) Yeah. To rally everyone back together, to get them excited, to remind them what the MCU can be. And I don't know if you hand the keys to that car to someone like this. I don't know, right? So, again, I'm not going to say this is a bad idea because I like Multiverse Madness. I like Loki, right? So both projects that he's been attached to, I've enjoyed. But I also know that a lot of people don't like Multiverse of Madness, and that's the one that he wrote. And so it will be interesting to see how this shakes out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Carl, you hear this. Multiverse of Madness writer, Loki creator, is now the one responsible for writing the screenplay for Avengers 5. I'm not even going to call it Kang Dynasty because I will be a little surprised at this point if that's what it ends up being called. Um, 
What are your thoughts? Does this excite you? Is this a great move? Do you have some concerns? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think... I don't think I'm as worried about it as you. Okay. Like, I I also enjoyed Doctor Strange and Loki. And I think the predicament that uh, Marvel's in with this multiverse slash time branches, now time tree Idrisil thing is with loki as the god of stories at the center of it all like he he is the person that probably understands it as better than most especially kind of having a backdoor glimpse like his mind because his mind's been can been writing and penning and helping create these these stories right like he's 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 dreaming and kind of storyboarding in his head with Kevin Feige beyond what we've seen and what's already being written. Cause so I feel like if you're going to have somebody kind of try to write the ship out of the mess, that's become the multiverse saga. That's kind of somebody you want at the helm, right? You, you don't bringing in somebody new, to try and figure out how to how which way to go uh, for sure you've got to you've got to bring them up to speed you got to make sure they know all the little fiddly bits right some something's more likely to get missed or overlooked or or changed unintentionally or intentionally that people will right. dislike because Where he, somebody who's yeah. been been part of it just knows that stuff been a part of it and been a part of specific like you know specifically two projects major parts of building it have dealt with the multiverse right right like it's not like finding out that you know it's it's the writer from eternals and it's like okay well great but that film had nothing to do with the multiverse if 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 the next Avengers film was more about the eternals and mashed up somehow with what happened in Moon Knight, this wouldn't be your guy. No. Right? No. But because this is a multiverse timeline thing, this is the guy. Yeah. I would say this, that's a really good point. I would say, like, you don't even, even though it dealt with multiverse, you you don't even get the guy that did, that wrote uh, No Way Home. Because there's really yeah. no <clears throat> multiverse rule building that happens in that. No, they just kind of pull some Spider-Man. Yeah, into it just kind of happens. The universe. Yeah, there's not a. They don't go anywhere. They just pull yeah. some people people from previous films. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. It'll be interesting to see if Kang Dynasty or whatever it's going to be called will make sense of how the multiverse works in the MCU. Um, yeah. And you know, to Marvel's credit. I don't think they're withholding any information intentionally. I think that we will understand how the multiverse works within the MCU as soon as Marvel. <laughs> as soon as Marvel figures out how it Once works. Once they figure it out, we'll know. We'll know then too, right? We'll be the first to find out. I yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting. I, you have 
cleared up any doubt that I had, I think. I think this is a smart move. And now it'll just kind of come down to who do they get as a director? Who are they able to get as a director? And I think there's an obvious choice, but I don't think it's going to happen. Right? Oh, yeah. Who's so, that? Oh, the Russo brothers. Oh. At this point, <laughs> if you need someone to come in and you, you get you get the people behind Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. Right. Right? Like you get those guys to come and write the ship for you. Yeah. Um, okay. But I don't, yeah. I, like, I don't think it'll happen. And if I were the Rooster Brothers, I would say, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You want us to get back on this boat now that it's at the bottom Sinking. of the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's holes so. in that boat. Why would I get on it? <laughs> now, moving on, one of the things that had been, you know, one of the things that's, that's rumored to be happening and even Kevin Feige kind of like it, it it sort of takes it out of the realm of rumor and pumps it into the holy crap what is what are you guys planning um when uh when the guys at uh again the these book writers I can never remember their names um said that you know the, the Marvel is quite potentially seeing secret wars as a way to press a little bit of a reset button Right. They're going to obviously, if you know the story of Secret Wars, they're going to amalgamate the multiverse into one cohesive storyline of effectively closing off the the multiverse story. Right. Bringing yeah. that to an end um, and through which they say, you know, we're probably going to trim the fat. Right. Get rid of some characters that we don't need to have in there. And maybe, just maybe, see some faces, bring back some faces that you thought you wouldn't see again. Um, so that led to all kinds of speculation, right? It led to speculation of, oh my God, is Robert Downey Jr. coming back? And then rumors were going around that, yes, in fact, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> had... Uh, it's, it's like suddenly I'm dyslexic. Nailed that um, one. <laughs> yeah. Robert Downey Jr. had already signed the contracts and stuff. Like that was all figured out, right? And those were just rumors and nothing has come out to verify that. Um, but also the other big question obviously was Chris Evans, right? Because of all, all the people that we can think of that we could see again that we thought we maybe wouldn't see again, blah, blah, blah. He's the only one within the MCU who is still technically alive. Yep. Right? Steve Rogers is still kicking. I mean, you know, he's drinking friggin' insure boost meal replacement drinks and stuff because he's... With that body, no way. Has trouble chewing food with those teeth at this age. But, like, you know, whatever it is, he's old, hiding out on the moon, or so the theory goes. <laughs> you know, but but he's yeah. still there. And, and he's in the state that he's in because of time travel. And so maybe there's a way, you know what, Cap, we need... Uh, frozen in ice for 100 years. <laughs> well, well, right. But then his time travel when he went back to return yeah. the Infinity Stones yeah. and decided not to... He decided to, to stick around in the 40s a little bit. Um, and so maybe there's a, you know, Cap, you know, we really... Maybe there's a way to interrupt that, right? 
maybe you time travel back to the point where he's about to do that and you say or you time travel back to the 40s and we're like hey we we really need you to come back with us kind of undoing uh, I, I don't know right but 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 there are ways there are ways to bring captain america back um yeah. that it's don't comic books feel, there's always a way yeah that don't feel as much retconning as <clears throat> putting tony stark or um natasha romanoff back into action yeah because they died and they hid meaningful deaths cap's not dead he's just old and retired well we can we we have ways around that we can fix that um so recently chris evans was on i think it was the view one of those morning talk show daytime television things um and they asked him about it they asked about excuse me the potential return and uh and chris evans said the following uh where is it well well prepared (laughs) um yeah sure no one spoke to me about it evans said and look i would never say never but really i'm very protective it's a very precious role to me so it would have to be just right and then i think there's more I scroll down a little uh, well yeah end. first he says you know I always see those reports too and oh, it's that. news to yeah. and it's news to me I think every couple of months someone says that we're getting downy and Hemsworth and scarlet and everyone's coming back um, but then yeah he says no one's spoken to me about it <coughs> bullshit um, <laughs> right like that's bullshit right now maybe maybe they're you know we don't have active plans maybe you know whatever. But Kevin, you've had conversations, right? All all potential avenues have been at least mentioned to you by Kevin yeah. Feige. What do you What do you talk about when Kevin Feige invites <clears throat> you over for dinner? Yeah, no one spoke to me about it. <laughs> talk, how right. about them sports teams? Yeah, weather hey. sure is nice. Kevin Feige's Captain like, America. Hey. <laughs> Kevin Feige's like, hey, you know, I. Uh, I really didn't sign off on your appearance as Steve Rogers in Free Guy. And so <laughs> going to have to sue you. No. Um, <laughs> here's the big thing. And this is what I'm seeing a lot of people report on. And I think that it is the absolute right way of reading this without getting to tinfoil hat. Getting into the weeds. Yeah. He says, no one's spoken to me about this. And look. I would never say never, but I am really protective. It's a precious role to me, so it would have to be just right. Do you know what this is not? It's not confirmation that he's coming back. You know what else this isn't? A denial. Confirmation he's not coming back? <laughs> yeah, it's, he's, this is not him denying it. Yeah. This is a Chris Evans diplomatic answer. <laughs> This is a, you know, we're talking about the MCU here, and if I answer your question in any other way or with any sort of detail, they'll kill my children. And so this is the answer I'm giving you. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my the tinfoil hat inside of me would like to say, yep, uh, look at that. He's coming back. It's yeah. gonna happen, um, and and ultimately, I still think it will happen. 
right? Because there is some bullshit in that response. No one's talked to me about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Carl, you hear this? It, it, is it... Is it more just black and white than than how I'm presenting it? Or is this a choose your words carefully, this is a line he's rehearsed in the mirror over and over and over again over the last couple of months so that he can be vague and not point anyone in any sort of direction kind of answer? Yes. Yes what? <laughs> I mean, I, I I agree with you. I, yeah, I mean, what else? Can, this is this is him being diplomatic and saying, "Yeah, I mean, I'll do it." Maybe people have talked to me. He's he's saying people haven't talked to him, but yeah, like that's bullshit. You you've had dinner with Kevin Feige since you last played Captain America and had a conversation. Well, about they do this. their they break. do their MCU retreat weekend thing. Yeah, where like yeah, everyone exactly. goes and. Yeah. Wait, you just play like you just play you guys just playing and, uh, table hockey or yeah, you know, doing body shots. Like, what do you know? You're talking about you're talking Future about this MCU. type of stuff. And yeah. even though if you're going there, even though your character is retired, quote unquote, and you're not in the films anymore, why are you going there if you're not talking about the potential for Captain America? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. These there's there's been conversations. It's a diplomatic answer. It's it's yeah. It's the same. It's the exact same type of answer that uh, Andrew Garfield was giving about Spider Man before No Way Home. Mm. It's almost identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, no, and yeah. I mean, Andrew was like, so I'm not. He flat out said, I'm not in it. He's like, I'd tell you if I was. Like, Andrew lied. Andrew lied through his teeth, right? Yeah, He's like, I'm the, not in it. Nobody, Nobody's asked me. He says it yeah. would have been, uh, you know, like, yeah, that would have been cool. Of course, I wonder, you know, yeah. what it would be like for these characters to interact. Um, but, like, I'm not I'm not in it. But you see, you see, you know what I, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. the same... It's the same BS. <laughs> yeah, it's that he's going to come from, that Kevin Feige will come it, for my family if I give you any other answer. It is double speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to our final topic. Now, another thing that came out in that book that we discussed a couple weeks ago and has been a little bit of a point of disagreement between you and I is what was the fate of Natasha Romanoff? Now, you believed when we reviewed Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you said, no, she's dead. She did. She's dead. She did. I said, no. No, I don't think she was. I said, because there was there was that bright flash. As as everything's kind of crumbling, you see a, a, a flash of her like red energy, and I'm like, she's teleporting her ass out of there. Right? Or doing whatever. Something's happening. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was done. Then, and that's and that's been a debate among many fans. That's not just a you and me thing. Then in the book they said, you know, because it was it was like a uh, no, this was a different book. It was it was the MCU timeline book. Um 
And in the MCU timeline book, it said, you know, Wanda destroys Mount, what is it, Gundabad or something? Wandabad? Gund- Wandabad. 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 She destroyed Mount Wandabad. Gunda something. It destroys oh. that, like, the Darkhold <laughs> Temple Scarlet Witch throne thing, mountain. Um, and and then the book says, and in doing so, eliminates two of the largest threats in the MCU, whatever it is, right? And a lot of people, I think yourself included, took that as a, see? <laughs> like, see? She's dead. Right? It says right there. Eliminated her as a threat. And I'm like, well, you know, I still don't buy it because my tinfoil hat is on. And yes, she, you know, she eliminated the dark hole. That's obviously the one threat. Um, but the other threat could be eliminating the Scarlet Witch by means of the Scarlet Witch no longer has access to or the ability to use the spells from the dark hole so on and so forth. Wanda Maximoff is still out there. We're going to redeem her, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, and I admit that was, that's kind of, it was tinfoil hatty. Well, the saga of Wanda Maximoff, this comes to us from CBR.com. The Wanda of the saga of Wanda Maximoff may not be over as a new rumor claims that the Scarlet Witch could be returning to the silver screen as revealed in a post from the Scarlet Witch Updates Twitter account, which, okay, this is coming from a Twitter account. That's important to to acknowledge. Daniel Richman, as its source, it cites insider Daniel Richman as its source, Marvel Studio wants a Scarlet Witch project to be a movie, with the company considering WandaVision creator and showrunner Jack Schaefer as director and writer for the movie. The rumor has been picking up steam, getting covered by various outlets. Currently, however, neither Marvel nor Disney have officially confirmed this claim, so it should be taken with a grain of salt. Um, I really want this to be a thing. Right? Like, I really, really, really want this to be a thing. And there's been, like, there was at one point Kevin Feige was doing, like, a red carpet or something, and they asked him whether or not Wanda was, uh, Wondagore is the name of the mountain, uh, Mount Wondagore. Um, he was asked, right? He was asked, is she dead? And... Kevin Feige said, I don't know that we saw her under the rubble. I saw a tower coming down in a little red flash. I don't know what that means. Which is bullshit. Obviously, he knows what that means. But like, She did. <laughs> but what a thing. <laughs> shut up. But what a thing for, like, for him to specifically. Like, obviously, there's, there's a reason that red flash happens. That red flash happened to create debate among fans and kevin feige is very very specifically pointing out that red flash and saying i I don't know we never saw a body 
So, I like to think that um, I don't know. I like I like to think that uh, that that this is a thing. You know, the redemption of Wanda movie. I would I think be she already got her redemption. So down for that. <laughs> I don't want this. I'd be so down for that. Because she's one of the characters still that within the MCU, like she is one that brings a sense of familiarness, right? She's one that like feels like feels like the Infinity Saga days. Feels like a character that we know and love versus you know, just seeing more She-Hulk or seeing more Kate Bishop. No, don't get me wrong. I like the Kate Bishop character, but the Kate Bishop character is also entangled in and tied into this era of Marvel where, uh, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. You clearly, like I said, I want this, but clearly you think this is a horrible idea. You think she should be dead. Well, I mean, it depends on how they do it. If right. they bring back the Wanda that we saw die, because she's dead, that's a bad idea. But, I mean, we're dealing with a multiverse in Marvel right now. So, you could do you could do what they did with... Um, uh, uh, I was going to say Scarlet Witch. Um, Black Widow. And do more of a kind of a... This is what happened between this movie and this movie. <laughs> right. Story. Right? Yeah, like the Black Widow thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I are there stories to be told about Wanda Maximoff? Absolutely, there still is. Uh, can we use the one that from what we saw? Well, I think she's dead. So, no... But this is comics. <laughs> this is yeah. comic books. Nobody's ever dead. Yeah. You, yeah. Even though I think it would be a disservice cinematically, storytelling wise, to the character, because for me, she's already redeemed. Right. She, her death, her redemption is the same. It, it felt and is akin to Darth Vader's redemption. Right. Right. That. She didn't. She doesn't need a redemption movie. It's done. She sacrificed herself to save others. She's redeemed. End of story. And that redemption is the more more poignant and hard hitting because she dies than if she survives. Right. So oh, bringing her back, bringing her back, makes that feel like cheapened. Yeah. But. You you could do it. Yeah. Well, I hope they do, but just because, you know, I love me. I love me some Wanda Maximoff, and I just want all the Wanda Maximoff I can get. Because she's, she's been one of the best parts of the series in the last however many years, right? So, yeah, yeah. it'll uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, um, but... But I don't know. I kind of hope it happens. I kind of hope it happens. Well, that's it. It's all the news. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, see ya.
We'll see you later. Yep. Yeah. We're done? Thanks for coming. Yep. There's not anything else? No, it's over. What? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Unless, oh, okay. unless, unless you want to talk about that Ryan Gosling movie some more. Nah, we're good. We mentioned yeah. it. We talked about it. Yeah, it looks it. good. Yeah. He, he's, it's a weird shaped head. Chiseled without chin. those commercials. Especially that. Yeah. What was that one commercial about again? I made a note about it. Oh my goodness. That was hilarious. You know, the, what, to, to talk to your doctor about. <laughs> yeah, but you thought it was something else. <laughs> I thought it was a Coca-Cola commercial. <laughs> you thought it was a Coca-Cola? Like, well, because legitimately, because it was, it was very, um, is, is rebel, was it rebelsis, rebelsis good for me? <laughs> right, because the, the rule, the rule is, oh, man. if you're watching a commercial in a movie theater and 30 seconds in, you have zero idea what it's about, then it's Coke. It's Coke. <laughs> yeah. <Then> it's Coke. <laughs> right? Like every time. Oh, man. So, I, yeah, I don't know. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. Uh, we have a Patreon page. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. You get some fun perks in return including exclusive content and increased voting power. And winter is coming, which means you need to be warm, and you can do so with... Merch! Merch, yeah, that's right, yeah. See? We got we got three little We got dookies. We got sweaters. We got swag. Did you just say we have dookies? Tookies. Oh, you said tookies, didn't you? Which dookies. was yeah. a weird way to say <laughs> I did it. Say dookies. <laughs> it made me think you said dookies. <laughs> we don't have like we need we need like festive gear. We need a movie man ugly Christmas sweater. Okay. That's what we need. Get on it, Brady. I will uh I, I will movie man ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get I'll get on that. <laughs> I'll get on that. Yeah. Do I sound excited? Because I am. You mean, I mean, you don't have to do it on your own. You could get AI to do it for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's what everyone wants a sweater that knows what you're thinking, <laughs> a sweater that tries to Regulate sell you things. Regulate your body temperature for you. <laughs> yeah, a sweater that tries to sell you things based on the interests that it knows you have. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. A sweater that can track your movements, knows when you are sleeping, knows when you're awake, knows if you've been bad or good. Leave me alone, for goodness' sake. <laughs> <laughs>